The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola on this Friday afternoon. You know, before we get going, I just wanted to say our wishes or our best wishes and our thoughts are with our friend Scott Pianowski, who shared you know some personal info on Twitter. If you want to check that out, I won't you know read the tweet or anything, but our thoughts are with him and yep. hoping for the best for Scott and his family. And uh, yeah, really good friend of Rotowire. Todd, I had $28 bids in in the stake league last night. We'll talk about some of those, but what's (laughs) new in your world? Well, you know the way that I usually run drafts and run stuff online, and Mm -hmm. I'm forever fixing other people's mistakes. Last night, for the first time in eons, I was that guy that caused (laughs) the mistake, and I'm I'm still feeling a little guilty about it. Oh, you shouldn't because you are on top of it more so than really anybody else I've ever seen in terms of consistency being on top of things. Oh, it's funny. I, just, I can't believe it. It was, it was a football draft and it was, an, it was a, a, a uh, salary cap draft, if you will. And I had a, a number in the box and I didn't, and I stopped bidding. I didn't want, you know, and the number was still in the box. And then there was another player and the bidding was very low. And I must have inadvertently clicked the bid box as I was coming out of that you know, area, so I jumped a bid from like seven to forty-three, <laughs> and uh, and then we couldn't figure out how to undo it. We actually v- eventually figured out, but it took longer than we should have to figure out how to undo it. But yeah, so I was I, w- I was that guy, and uh, I uh, I gave someone some uh, some ribbing for inadvertently clicking a box in a Tout Wars draft. I uh, I inadvertently clicked the box clicked the box yesterday, so uh, I will when I see the gen I'll do it in person. I will apologize. You know I've I've been there too. I I think I timed out in the first round of one of my <laughs> off season um, draft champions, which isn't really funny. I felt terrible about it, but yeah, it's like you live long enough, you see yourself <laughs> become that a hole, you know. And I, I felt bad about it, but. That just happens sometimes in drafts, but um, good of you to own up to it on this show, Todd. I uh, mentioned I had twenty-eight zero-dollar bids in. I guess when I have these zero-dollar bids to fall back on, I just have a tendency to blow my fab 
you know, irresponsible use of fab. So that's what it comes to when you have zero dollar bids. You got to cover your bases. And uh, the outfielder I got for zero was your guy, Edward Olivares. I'm sorry about it at this point. Everybody has, you know, picked him up and dropped him. Maybe I'm the lucky one who actually extracts some fantasy value out of him. He's going to start to hit. But he's he was on the bench Wednesday. We'll see about tonight. Now that the job is his, he's in a bit of a slump. Of course. <laughs> of course. I was hoping to maybe sneak through Giovanni Gallegos. I was not able to get him, but he only went for one. That's a pretty darn good value for a guy who looks pretty clearly like the St. Louis closer at this point. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a, it's a little unclear if they're going to let, let Reyes get a couple of clean outings and then come back into the role. It's, who's to say at this point? But, um, you know, we've been talking all year about how Reyes has been kind of, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors because the strikeouts are there, but he's been getting away with far too many walks and it just finally caught up to him. By the way, Edward Olivares batting cleanup right behind Sal Perez. Ooh, there we go. Well, so Perez is going to be key. He's, so that means Olivares is just going to be able to hit one-run homers because yeah, man, he'll be up with the bases empty every time. Well, I mean, I know you know, and I, I assume if you're still listening to a podcast on September the week on Labor Day weekend, you know, yeah. you know, others know, but Sal Perez is good at hitting baseballs a long way. He's amazing, man. He was last I checked, he was like a top twelve hitter overall, and that's ah. not even the bump you get with you know the scarcity bump at catcher that you usually give those stats. It's been an amazing run. We were talking about MJ Melendez on Wednesday on the Prospect Pod. Gonna have to find another avenue for Melendez because Sal's really shown no signs of slowing down behind the plate either. And it's it, so good defensively. Yeah. I mean the uh, the bat you know the bat plays at first base. He's so good defensively. You don't want to take him away from from the, until you absolutely have to, right? I mean, yeah, that's what James said. I was like, maybe in time you just you know you shift Perez to DH mostly, but not really a need to do that at all. And actually, that would probably make your team worse. And he's even had a couple of injuries and he's gotten through them too. So mm-hmm. I think eventually the move will be made. But you, you're not making that move now, not with not with that young maturing pitching staff. You want. You know that it's it, it'll make them that much better to have Sal Perez behind the plate. Going up against a lefty in Dallas Keuchel tonight. I'm hoping those righties there in the middle of that lineup, Perez and Oliveras, can do some damage. Maybe Hunter Dozier's slow right yeah. uh, in the slump now, and uh, Michael Taylor. You're all Dozier's uh, it, down in the nine hole tonight. Yeah, is um is Emmanuel Rivera playing? He's another righty. No, he's on the bench. We got Mondesi at third. Right, Montesi's playing a lot of third, yeah. but I thought since it's a lefty, they could get Rivera in there. Um, so if you read my ESPN notes for today, uh, don't start Rivera. Yeah, that's he's been a tricky guy to figure out. That whole lineup, really, with Oliveris bouncing in and out. Hopefully now we'll see. <laughs> We've said this many times. It does seem like the Royals probably don't really aren't that keen on Oliveris, but maybe now. We'll see. Who knows? Well, they got a well, couple Nicky extra Lopez, Nicky Lopez has cemented his. Well, the, the reason Montes is playing third is because yeah. Nicky Lopez has kind of cemented a um, a role. What a great stolen base run, Nicky Lopez yep. said. Adam Ottavino is the number one pickup. Eight dollars. A little bit weird to see that discrepancy between him at eight and then Gallego said just a buck. But um, it does seem like Ottavino is the guy now. Barnes. I mean, he signed that extension, but then he just completely tanked. So, well, it's not, yes. And then he got COVID 19. Yes. That's so, true. yeah. What's going plan. on out there? I mean, well, I, I'm not going anywhere near him. Now, I, 
it's uh you know it's 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 not it's it's kind of ugly. They the Red Sox have battled through the last couple of games. Um, they are under the threshold of eighty five percent, although the majority of their cases have been breakthrough, mm-hmm. so they have been vaccinated. So it's just it just you know it's it's tough, and um, the other teams have gotten it. The Red Sox have been relatively one of the reasons they were so good over the first half and lucky, by the way. People don't want to hear me say that, but they were, uh, was they were pretty much, relatively speaking, pretty healthy. And it's kind of all catching up to them now. But um, back in the wild card race, uh, they just got through a big series. We'll see what happens uh, for the rest of the season. The other um, pickup that was more than, I guess there were a couple other pickups that were more than a buck here, but AJ Alexi for three. Uh, had a pretty good debut. It was the Rockies on the road and, you know about the Colorado Rockies away from Coors, but five right. innings, uh, three walks, four Ks only. But yeah, looking ahead, he gets the Angels. It looks like early next week at Angels. Then we'll see beyond that. But AJ Alexi, a guy to keep in mind. Nestor Cortez was kind of hoping to sneak through at a zero dollar uh, pickup after he was dropped last week. He went for two. Gallegos, I mentioned. Then Glenn Otto, kind of a hot pickup in recent. Well, I guess last week in the NFBC and now here in this league, um, been pitching pretty well. It was only a one dollar ad. Then at Oakland next week, are you in the Glenn Auto business in any? Um, uh, yeah, on a on a on a, on a streaming basis, sure. Now, does he have a start this weekend? I think, I think he must. If he's... yeah, I think he has a start this weekend. Okay. Um, you know, number scouting, it's not terrible. They also have Jake Latz because uh, well, Fultonevich and. One other one of Texas's starters is also you know on the COVID nineteen list, and they got some injuries there. But um, yeah, Lats is sort of the, the lesser of these three. Um, so yeah, I was in on I I think I got Otto in a in a in a in a, in a keeper uh, well not too much keep privately. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I you know I to say that I guess I am. Number scouting wasn't terrible, and we have to you know keep in mind Texas is actually a good place to pitch. So. Um, Otto's got the Angels tonight, by the way. In and yeah, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, that's, against uh, that's, Shohei, that's kind of a tough. Yeah, that's yeah, and sh- oh. it, it's some people are surprised Shohei's even pitching now after mm-hmm. getting scratched earlier in the week, getting hit in the hand. Um, guy just wants to pitch, so good, good for him. Yeah, and then again, I think looking at the grid, looking ahead here, it looks like Otto would be uh, again at. Oakland for next week's start. So mm-hmm. definitely a guy who, if he's still out there, you want to consider Senzatella was picked up. Jaron Duran. Why? <laughs> Can't answer for uh, that. that I'd, like to be in league. I'd like to be in a league with him. I'm just kidding. Jackson Coar, James picked up another guy. I had a $0 bid on was hoping to maybe get him, but yeah, um, struggled. It seems like this has kind of been the case with a lot of these Royals pitching prospects. Rocky start. But like with you know Bubich, Daniel Lynch to kind of come back and show some promise. So, well, another one too. I think we talked about it last week. Bailey Ober, yeah, is uh, is picking it. Have a strong has a strong second half. He was actually the next name picked up by the league leader Aaron Quinn, uh, Freddie Galvis, Carlos Estevez. Looks like the new closer in Colorado for what it's worth. Uh, Daniel Bard finally pitching his way out of that job. I picked up Rowan Wick. Uh, saves are pretty tight. I could make up some ground. They are already playing, I believe, that game. Yep. Uh, Cubs. And I did start Rowan Wick over 
I started him over Chad Green just because I felt like maybe Wick's the closer now. There may be a save situation coming up. But Wick got one. We've talked about Cody Hoyer in past weeks. Uh, any interest in either of those guys, or are you just kind of hands off given the content? Um, I mean, I, if I need it, you know, it, if I needed saves, I'd make a decision. Um, I think it's still possession is nine tenths or whatever, blah 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 blah, and that I think is Hoyer. But if Hoyer's taken and you need to just start stashing, like you said, it, it sounded like you said you mentioned eight dollars for Artavino and then a buck. It's not like a guy that needed saves had you know had eight and he probably had. Had the the next guy also for eight as a contingency. Yeah. Then the next person, you know, the next person just strung a bunch of one dollar bids. It's not like there were ten other people in between with seven six five four three. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just the amount of money the guy he had left. But uh, but anyway, um. So yeah, I can. uh, I guess it would be Hoyer, but I mean, if you have to just stash, Wick has some history with the job, and you never know with the Cubs. Yeah, Wick, I think, at least last year, before getting hurt, he was kind of viewed as a closer in waiting. And Yeah. I do kind of like Hoyer more long-term, but we'll see. Sean Nolan was picked up, $0 ad. He gets to start tonight against Rich Hill and the Mets. Hopefully they're just looking for wins because I don't see much of the ratios there. <sighs> yeah, I guess in this league, because it's a um, Friday through Thursday lineup period, it's a two-start week for Sean Nolan. That, that's So it's doubly bad. So doubly scary, at least for sure. Uh, Sam Hilliard picked up. Edmund, Edmundo Sosa has been on a kind of a hot run. Yeah. Uh, if you sort by recent stats, he pops up pretty high. Luke Weaver. Zero dollars seems like, yeah, given the state of uh starting pitching, that could be a nice debut like, or not a debut, nice return. Yeah, gets Texas at home next week, too. That's pretty nice for uh Luke Weaver. I picked up Alejandro Kirk, that was my last, like one of my last. Pre- wow, well, <laughs> one catcher league, though, right? Yeah, only one catcher. League. It's still a nice, I think it's still a nice. He's been you know, when you're good when he plays. I mean, at least like, if, you're, no- if you're flipping in catchers and you're looking for lightning in a bottle. You, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping maybe we'd see Bobby Witt among the September call-ups. Maybe he, there's still an outside chance he gets called up, but uh, I'm still waiting in that league. Uh, Justin Steele, Joe Ryan, Harold Ramirez, DJ Peters. Finally, Pedro Severino rounds out the stake league ads from last night. Uh, DJ Peters was on a nice run, but I just couldn't do it because of the the K's and the low average, but he's been on a Homer binge. Playing for D too. Yeah, it's true. And James picked him up. James knows what he's doing. So uh, maybe there's more to like there with uh, DJ Peters than I thought. Uh, Caber Ruiz, of course, another name to keep in mind. I have, I've had him stashed. I'm going to probably start him over Yachty. I'm actually going to be starting <laughs> Kirk and Ruiz in a one catcher league. So that shows you where I'm at. I'm still in the hunt for uh, an eater spot, but here you go. I'm going to need Kirk to to step up. Before we get to the two start pitchers for next week, let's uh, grade them. But before we do that, let's take a second to listen to a quick commercial break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we're back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Todd, have you had a chance to look ahead to next week's two start starters yet, or not? A little bit, yeah. I was uh, as we were talking, I was able to dump my uh, dump my numbers in, so I've got a sneak peek. It's it's not a terrible week. I don't, I don't, I haven't gone through it enough to know how many pickups there might be, but there are some familiar names at the top. And that means in head-to-head leagues that have a general, excuse me, Monday to Sunday week, you may be up against a team that's got a couple of aces going, and you need to, you know, then you know, it, it's we don't, you know, you're going to start Brandon Woodruff for well, he doesn't have two starts. You're going to start, you know, uh, Max Fried and Max Scherzer, but um, you know that you don't really care about our number for that. But if your opponent has them, then you get a, uh, you know. Think about do I pick up our, you know, Aaron Savali's listed here? Uh, so there are some other potential pickups that um, you know we have to decide whether you know Bailey Ober is he's going to. We'll talk about him as someone that you may need to pick up to, to keep up with the uh, someone in your league with two starts. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, and, we were talking about the Red Sox earlier. Tough situation. I just had to swap out. Uh, Xander Bogarts from a few weekend lineups, I, although he, he tested positive himself, I believe. Bogarts, yeah, so, yeah, he did. Um, tough call on him, although asymptomatic, but yeah, he still was positive. So, does that mean he'll have to be out at least 10 days? I believe so. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, it, it, it just got it, just it, it just dropped, as the kids say. But I did the HQ podcast this week mm-hmm. and we're asked every week, you know, every time we do it, you know, someone to drop, someone to pick up, etc. So you know, I I said if you're holding on to Xander Bogarts at this point, it, it's it's a justifiable drop. Wow, really? Well, I mean, he's on he's he's his wrist is hurt, yeah. So he, he's been slumping. If you you know, and he's like you mentioned, he's out. So if you're in a you're in a league and you need that spot, you know, I don't you're not going to replace him with you know Thyro Estrada. But I mean, if there's someone out there who is going to give you a little bit, you know, some steady production, I can see dropping Xander at this point. I swapped him out of my stake league lineup and in Tout Wars head to head, where I'm in a grueling battle with Greg Jewett, and uh, that hurt having to take out Bogarts. But well, he hasn't been doing a whole lot. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know? true. And I'm going to need uh, Manoa to step up, and yeah, 
love doing that head to head, although it's I know head to head is uh not fair. We talked a little life. bit about that on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. I was talking a little bit about it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that um we talked about the inequity of the it, it, it came up because Roto Lady Andrew Lamont had the second most points in your tout league, but missed the playoffs. Yeah, that hurt. And then you know, someone, well, you know, that's that's why I don't play head to head. And I, you know, responded that, um, and they, they gave a, an interesting scoring to do instead. And I just responded back and said, well, understood. We understand that, but well over half the people play dinner and head to head. So we want to tell Warriors, you know, wants to give a, a, give that faction of players, you know, some attention. And then they, we got into the hole. Should we, instead of doing that, should we then be the leader and try to come up with a better scoring? And I explained, we actually did. We've had some head-to-head scoring and uh, changes over the years. And we've we've been leading with OBP and 5 by 5 and Swingman and uh, some other innovations. Um, and then people, the thing about it is people don't realize over 75% of fantasy baseball is head-to-head. Yeah, people and- love head-to-head, even though – as we say, yeah, it's not necessarily "quote unquote" well, fair. I'm not going to say that 75 percent of those ears listening to us, because I think that the cross section of the RotoWire and you know podcast in general um, probably play more rotisserie, et cetera. But when you you figure Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS, the the three primary uh, you know sites, their home game or their standard game is head to head, and you know, there you know, literally millions. So you know, we talk NFC a lot. This is really thousands. There's, you know, a thousand decimal, a thousand orders of magnitude more than play NFC, play fantasy baseball. So you know, sometimes we get too NFC centric when there, you know, for every one person that plays, a thousand more don't play. Uh, but on the other hand, the audience cross section, the Venn diagram of the audience versus. Uh, you know what they play. There's gonna be a lot more people playing the standard five by five. I've been on the short side of the stick many times when it comes to head to head, mostly in in football. You know, but I gotta say, and and that's so I do sympathize with Andrea and anybody else in a head to head league who you know had a really good team and then misses the the playoffs. Uh, but I gotta tell you, being on the other side of that coin, playing spoiler a little bit, kind of sneaking in and um, trying to play like the 08 New York Giants or whoever it was. Uh, it was the Giants who knocked off the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots in this league being Ariel Cohen, basically. Um, not undefeated. Like He's not, he's not going to want to hear you say that. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's a he's a New York guy. Um, but it is kind of fun being on the other side and just getting hot at the right time. Yeah. We'll well, it it, a lot of football leagues have changed so that the – and usually it's 6 out of 12 make the playoffs, two wild cards – so a lot of leagues have changed that the sixth spot goes to the highest point scorer, not among the top five that are in by record, to, to, to you know give a, a bit of an equity. I have I've not talked to the Tout Wars board about it, but maybe you know would you be would you were you number six? Would you have get knocked out this year? Yep. Yeah, you would have been the one if we had that rule. Mm-hmm. Andrea would be in the city. Now I'm not saying we're going to change it. But um, it it is something. I think it's it's worthy of the board having a discussion anyway. I, I don't. Yeah, you even though you agree, even though you benefited, I think you'll even agree that it's at least worth talking about. Yeah, definitely. You can't go back and change it for this year, though. That's well, we know we can do whatever we want. 
<laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> you can knock me back out of the playoffs after we're nearly Andrew, done. If you're listening, put in a lineup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, could happen, but no, I um, I am having fun. I, we'll see if I do expect Greg to make this real close by the end of the weekend, but uh, we'll see. I thankfully have a lot of starting pitchers going this weekend, including Trevor Rogers. It'll be nice to get him back. Yeah. So let's get into the two start All pitchers right. for next week. It is already the week of September 6th, Labor Day. No two-star pitchers for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We talked about Luke Weaver, though. He might be a nice little ad. If you can get him. Uh, for the Braves, Max Freed versus Washington versus Miami. You know, it's been a little bit of a disappointment, but in the end, the ratios have you know come around for Freed and... I guess, you know, you can't really be upset at all with what you've gotten out of him. I guess if you spent, you know, fifth rounder, maybe you're a little bit. Yeah. But as an SP two or three, he's been pretty good. So I'm going to give him a five. Oh, he gets a five. He's in the top five overall. Yeah, yeah, Freed's one of those guys where some people were on him as a breakout, so they may be disappointed. Yeah. But if you just, you know, tempered expectations, he's really good. And who knows? Maybe, maybe that breakout's next year. He has not shown enough that you should take him off of that idea that he'll ever break out i think he could and man washington and miami are at home are there two better you know is there well yes there are better matchups you have chicago and pittsburgh but but uh goes to show you about the national league but yeah those are those are primo matchups yeah you love to see that now for baltimore uh matt harvey's gonna be a zero then alexander wells don't know much about him but looking over his page um six appearances three starts numbers are Bowling shoe ugly as Jim Ross, Bridge AR. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess both zeros here. Nothing really to. Yep, nothing, nothing, to, yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah, Matt Harvey is zero. Of course, I'm logging these in the sheet, and we will be sure to recap these at the end of the show. Alexander Wells, not Austin Wells. Uh, now for your Boston Red Sox, Chris Sale. But again, everything's kind of up in the air right now. But I'd imagine it's it's going to be Sale versus Tampa Bay. At the White Sox, pretty tough two step, but I'm still going to give Sale a five. Yep, he's a five, and he he, he went a little length last time, six innings. So um, I'm not going to say no restrictions, but yeah, there's no no reason to worry about anything like that. I believe Justin Steele was among those zero dollar ads in the stake league and uh, in standard leagues next week, Monday through uh, Monday through Sunday versus Cincinnati versus San Francisco. Pretty nice, especially because the Reds. I mean, Lazardo looked like he couldn't get anybody out. Then he goes against the Reds and looks amazing. So it seems like the the Reds are a team you can use lefty starters to kind of pick on. Um, of course, you know, Nick Castellano scares you a little bit, but that's about it in that lineup among righty sluggers. So I kind of like this two-step for Steele. I'm going to give him a three. I I need to review then. I have him, I have him as a hard zero. I wow. need to. I'll need to take a look. I, but I'll, I'll give him a one. But um, I'm not at this point. I, it may be that the translations from the minor leagues just were so so poor, and he and he needs an adjustment. For uh, here, it doesn't seem like the K's are really there. But yeah, and I mean San Francisco's tough. Five innings of one run ball against Minnesota's last time out. Maybe I'm overestimating things. Um, but you're gonna go one. I'm gonna go one, and you know we'll check it out. On the uh, on the on the ones that go up on the site over the weekend. I'm gonna go two. I just feel like maybe I'm too optimistic there, because yeah, it, 
three Ks, five, five, one, three. And I think it's like it's a little fluke. You you may just be had. I I don't know that I trust splits against left-handers that on such a small sample for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I think there's still a dangerous lineup. That does seem like kind of a narrative that I have stuck in my head that may not necessarily. Uh, be the case, well, and it could always turn in a hurry. So it could be a biased narrative, influenced by some fandom. Yeah, and yeah, Lazardo just recently, uh, after looking completely lost, he goes out and carves right. his heads up. Uh, Sunny Gray, as we talked about, kind of well, on the opposite end of that steel start. Uh, so it'd be Sunny Gray at the Cubs, and then at St. Louis. You know, it's kind of been a little bit of a disappointing year for Sunny, honestly, but. He's still hanging around. It hasn't been like a disaster by any means, but I think I'm going to give him a four. I got him in the five range, but I can. I was going to. I was going to maybe say four because it may need to be just. Yeah, just as you think. Oh, I mean, doesn't he have like two mediocre than one really good? Yeah. You know, then two, you know, mediocre than one really good. So um, I'm going to give him a. Actually, I'm going to give him the five. He may not be the top five overall when I fix it up, but at Chicago and at St. Louis are a couple of good lineups. Good, I mean, good, good, good lineups for a pitcher to face. Good matchup, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, I got you down for five now. Aaron Savali, this is actually, this is actually something I need to look into because if he's starting early next week, maybe I need to start him in stake league. Uh, that would be. He's making his third rehab start. I guess he made that on Wednesday. Let me look at what Aaron Savali did on Wednesday. I'm most concerned, most interested in the the pitch count, right? To to know yeah. if he's going to go five innings, and because exactly. you know, that that's the key. The fact that he's on his third rehab, you'd like to think he will. Yeah, I'm going to bring up his minor league game log here, and so he on uh, August, nope, September first, yeah, fifty-eight so what, pitches last Oh, he made it through fifty-eight pitches, four and a third, five right? on just fifty-eight, huh? I'm seeing uh, against. He pitched in the, on the first. We have it on the yeah. site. Yeah, he pitched in the first. Pitch got up to 58 over four and a third shutout innings. Uh, there, we're, we're anticipating 65 to 75, which you know, 15 pitches an inning, he can get through five innings if he's if he's fairly efficient. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna project him for five innings. I'm just trying to see where you're seeing that number, but um. I'm seeing that number on, on the site called Rotowire. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm just on, I'm looking on at his minor page. league game log and on his player page. page but I don't see that because I'm seeing 71 on the box score, but um, and that may have been the game before. To, maybe something we have to figure out on the tech end. But yeah, good to see Savali up, built up to five innings. We'll see. I just yeah, I'm thinking now maybe I start him over a guy like. Uh, Paul Seawald, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to wait and see on one start back from Savali. But for next week's number versus Minnesota versus Mill, pretty good. I'm going to give him a four, even though it's kind of an unknown. Yeah, I got him in the four range. That assumes that he's effective. I mean, that he's the same guy, you know, or close to the same guy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, three, four. We're starting him if you have him at this point, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then Tristan McKenzie also for Cleveland. That'd be a versus Minnesota and tentatively John Gant. And then maybe opposite Corbin Burns, although this is all very tentative. So versus Minnesota versus Milwaukee for Tristan McKenzie. I'm going to give him a three. I don't quite trust him more than that. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I mean, to me, is it? 
to me, he's a strong five at this point. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess of, I do trust him. Yeah, you do. And I mean, yeah. unless I'm missing his last outing being oh, really, geez, really terrible. Been, no, he's been great. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'll give him a four, but I I'm not going to go five. But okay. All right. Um, oh, I didn't realize just how dominant he'd been lately. And he's giving three yeah, starts. Too. He's given up two earned runs over 21 innings. My God. Yeah. Uh, last five starts have been at least six innings. Uh, all all quality. And then this, well, yeah, these I mean, last three opponents at Detroit at home against yeah. the Angels at KC, but yeah, no, there is that, but two, K to walk. Jeez. Yeah. No homers. No, I, I think, yeah. And, and part of my formula incorporates recent starts just because there is research that shows that pitchers pitching well tend to pitch well. Mm-hmm. So there is, I do have an algorithm that adjusts expectations based on recent starts. So I'm sure that's helping him too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, wow. We keep talking. Because he still has a four six two ERA. But he yeah, just we keep kidding. talking. I'll get you in the five range. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Kyle Freeland versus San Francisco at Philadelphia. I imagine that first start pretty much takes him off the map, right? I maybe yeah. a one. Is that even too high? I mean, if you're desperate, because Colorado is yeah. so good at home, yeah. and even though it is San Francisco, good team. If you're, you know, if you're really desperate for a win, I can see going for it. But otherwise, it's a zero. Seems like San Francisco's kind of been fizzling a little bit. At least the Brewers quieted them down. Yeah, so. well, the Dodgers have, have caught them. Yeah, they're so, in big series this weekend, them? right? Dodgers, the Dodgers, Dodgers are in San Francisco this weekend. Big series. Yeah, I just wanted to see. I thought the Dodgers might have already leaped. They're exactly no, no, no. I'm sorry. Head they're to tied. head, head, head. They're tied, and not only that. They've, they, the, the number of runs scored and runs given up are exactly tied. It's just, it's just insane. So the White Sox looks like they got a well. They're going to do maybe a primary situation on Tuesday. No two start pitchers for them. Same with Detroit with only six games, and same with uh, Houston. So yeah, a lot of six man rotations, a lot of six game slates for next yep. week. Uh, for Kansas City, Chris Bubich. He was a guy I had one of those twenty eight. $0 bids on last night. Didn't get him, but he's at Baltimore, at Minnesota. I kind of like that, even though both are on the road. He's kind of bounced back a little bit. Uh, still kind of a, an unknown and definitely a risk. I guess he pitched in relief recently, which kind of. Yeah, he just, yeah, which is a little bit surprising, but yeah, he just yeah. came in relief. Because they do have Coar and Hernandez and Lynch and whatnot. Yeah. Here too. So I guess I'm going to give Chris Bubich a two. I'm going to give him a one just because I, I, don't, I don't trust the length. Um, yeah, and he might not even make any stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Kansas City is one of those teams where we're not exactly sure what they're going to do. And it's, you know, they just so. But but it, it, I can see I'm, I'm, he's not a categorical zero for me, but I'm not going to go any higher than, than one. Well, if you all bear with me for a minute, we'll take care of some business and uh, listen to a few ad reads. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet brings you the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. 
Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently off currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. Also, NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you can claim that free Rotowire subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. And finally, play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month Rotowire subscription. Finally, the new NFL season is fast approaching, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo daily fantasy football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 credit entry offer to join Yahoo's one uh, week one $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 in an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. All right, Todd, as we round things out here for next week, uh, here's a name I'm uh, unfamiliar with. Packy Naughton. By the way, that reminds me, not a guy to really pick up, but did you hear about the guy the Angels called up uh, Jansen Junk? I was aware that he existed. I did not know they called him up. Yeah, apparently, this is from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Jansen Junk threw a bunch of knuckleballs as a kid as a way of leaning into his name as a junk baller. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, he was traded at the deadline now. He's getting the call. But um, this guy, Packy Naughton, I, I really don't know anything about. Uh, 25 years old, took a loss. Doesn't seem like there's much to uh, be interested in here. No, I agree. Packy, what a weird name. Packy Naughton, zero. Next up, two start starters for next week. Max Scherzer, that's a five, although we got to keep an eye on his health, right? Uh, left hamstring tightness. Right. Kind of a left, I guess it wasn't, he still went six innings, so it wasn't all that much of an abbreviated start, but. Definitely something to keep an eye on. A five for him. And then what do you think about uh, Jackson, Andre Jackson? I guess he was optioned, but they can bring him back early next week. Hard to imagine that given that depth we saw in the depth chart for this team coming into the season that they're down to using Andre Jackson in the rotation. Yeah, it could also be a, a tandem pitching mode by that point. 
I guess I mean he's a one if you're if you're really really looking for wins if you will I mean so I'm not going to give him a zero but he's not going to get higher than a one from me. That's right. And then uh, Edward Cabrera for Miami, a guy we've talked about quite a bit on the show, and took the loss this week. And he's got to be starting again this weekend, right? I forget who. Uh, I'm going to look up who he's matched up against this weekend. Well, if he's pitching uh, this weekend, he can't have two starts. Oh, that's right. He must not be pitching this weekend. That's obvious. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. I had a little brain fart there. Uh, Miami's rotation. Oh, because, yeah, they're getting – Oh, they're still listing TBD tomorrow, but that's got to be Trevor Rogers. So Lazardo tonight, Rogers, Hernandez, and then, yeah, okay. That does make sense. So Edward Cabrera. Uh, I think I'm going to give him a three because it's the Mets and then at Atlanta. Uh, definitely playing with some fire, though. I'm going with a four. I just Maybe I just like him that much, but um, the Mets don't scare me. Atlanta does, but even so, I think I'm, I got him down as a four. No two-star pitchers for the Brewers, but are you in the Aaron Ashby business? Are you uh, have you considered adding him, or have you added him? Um, I think there's one league where I'm in that he has to actually be on the roster on that Sunday, and he's been like optioned up and down, and just like for, like at least two Sundays. I wanted to add him, but he wasn't available. And one of them may have even been labor. No, I'm in AL labor. It couldn't have been labor because I wouldn't have been able to allow I wouldn't have been able to add him in AL labor. But that's the sort of idea where um so I guess I'm interested in a deep league. Uh I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have I know we're not two starts. I have him as a two this week. But um yeah, I suppose if, if I'm gonna go with a two in a one start week, I, I guess that makes me interested. All right. So yeah, um, no two-star starters for them, but I know James likes Ashby, and I kind of do too, but we'll see about length. And Bailey Ober, you mentioned you kind of like. Yeah, as far as Ashby goes too, uh, I don't know that Milwaukee's actually, you know, what they were actually said, but they we're getting close to the end. You know, Woodruff and, and Burns going to be coming close to the 100-plus last year's innings, you know, guideline, if you will. But uh, injuries have kind of helped out um, – uh, Peralta not have to worry about it, but you know, a guy like Ashby could be just kind of poked in there here every now and again to extend the rest between starts. So he might be someone, if you're not looking just to, to dump to, to hold and maybe get three or four more starts the rest of the season. You know who, but just while we're on the topic of the Brewers, I plugged in for towers mostly because it's a points league and I just needed some innings was Eric Lauer and a pretty nice outing for him. I'm pretty thrilled with what I got out of him against San Francisco. Seven innings, one run ball, four Ks. And over his last five outings, he hasn't gone very deep. I mean, he's failed to go five and three of his last five outings. But 2-5-2 two, two ERA, 104 whip over his last five appearances. 22-6 uh, to six K to walk. So Eric Lauer. I mean, the Brewers just keep finding these gems, and uh, yeah. Lauer's pitching well right now. There's been a you know Wade Miley. There's a cup. There's a there's a handful of soft tossing lefties that are enjoying some success. I don't know if there's something the way that with the ball or 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 whatever you know because they're not you know the spin this that I don't know or if it's just coincidental. But there's some lefties that we normally think are going to get clocked have been having reasonable years. 
And again, Bailey Ober, you suggested that you're kind of coming around. Well, he's having a good half. Just yeah, having no. a good second half. Just you yeah, know, you sort by yearly numbers, and you're going to be a uh, little bit surprised. I mean, I have him as a three, but then the matchups are not that all all that daunting. Yeah, Bailey Ober at Cleveland and versus Casey. I do have to because people have probably warned you know caught me on this at this point previous to me catching myself. I kind of alluded that they'd be on KC. He's on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I get totally. Yeah. I, can I see talked about him when, he was, when we were talking about KC pitching, forget it. I just uh, brain cramp. He's not on, he's not on the Royals. He is on the twins. Everything else I'm saying about him is, is, is true. I just misplaced his, uh, I shouldn't have been talking about him when we were talking about KC pitching. Man, with Kenta Maeda lost for all of next year, too, uh, going Tommy John. I mean, that rotation right now for Minnesota, Ober, Gantz, Ryan, Dobnak, Albers, Jacks. I I don't know what that rotation is going to look like next year. These guys are all kind of pitching. For yeah, Ryan is kind of one of those fun-to-watch guys, mm-hmm. but little deception, whether he's able to parlay it into a decent starter or not, or if he's better off in the bullpen remains to be seen. I tell myself every spring not to uh, not to really pay any attention to the stats, but I fell in on on the Dobnak hype, and because hey, he added a slider, <laughs> so he's going to be a, a good good pitcher. I, it's hard to believe I took him in the twelve team top wars head to head in the reserves, but obviously I cut him a week or well, two into the season. But if you win, he gets a ring. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, well, no, no more. Um, you know, food items named after the, the champion, but uh, maybe if that well, happens again, Dobnak could get Well, I don't say never. You never, mm-hmm. I mean, it may not be Foley's money, but I, I yeah. do think we'll be somewhere. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Miss Foley's, by the way. Oh, so many good memories there. Uh, Carlos Carrasco for the Mets at Miami, at the Yankees. It's been a tough year for Carrasco. I may give him a two just out of name recognition, but it's it's been ugly. I have him as a four, but I'm wondering why I have him. So he may be someone whose baseline I need to adjust in the other direction. So I'm going to go three and put an asterisk next to it saying that's kind of off the cuff. I don't really know. Yeah, I do wonder if it's time to adjust those baseline expectations for the 34-year-old. Uh, at least he's yeah, pitching some in. Three weeks in the season, right? <laughs> well, I mean, just for next season too. Right? Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that that you know, though, looking at the my thing, my my system uses skills as opposed to um, you know ERA six five nine looks ugly. I know last year short sample, blah 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 blah. He had a one two one WHIP last year with a two nine one ERA. He's got a one two two WHIP this year with a six five nine ERA. You know, he was a lucky last year. And unlucky this year. So I, you know, I think the three could be justified. He's given up seven homers in 28 innings. And you know how that goes. Um, you know, that's what the ERA is bloated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he gives up one homer a game for the next five games. And suddenly it's, you know, one homer is still a lot, but it's still under one, you know, it's still under what people are giving. It is back in line again. He just had a cluster of homers. If this is the first month of the season, 28 innings, we would just say he's been unlucky in April with homers, and it'll it'll normalize over the rest of the season. Well, we only have three or four more weeks to normalize. It may not normalize. Now, a couple of weeks ago, it was like a semi-hot take for you to say that 
you like to call over Lance Lynn for the Cy Young. And now I think that's got to be the uh, consensus. I mean, opinion. I feel like Even Cole, without the injury. I mean, yeah. I'd like to say without the injury. Although now it's now the hot take is Cole over Robbie Ray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Robbie Ray's in that mix too. But yeah, Cole's just been outstanding lately. Yep. Got the ERA down to 273. He's a five. What about Tyone uh, versus the Toronto Blue Jays at the Mets Subway Series uh, next weekend? I'm going to give him a three, but he's uh, he's pretty iffy lately. I am as a four, but he's in that like three, four cusp. So okay. I will say four. And again, I mean, a little bit aggressive in that, you know, we, we only have X amount of weeks left to get two starts. So um, part of that feeds into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, James Caprillion versus the White Sox versus Texas. A guy who was, and maybe still is, a rookie of the year candidate. Probably still is, right? Who am I forgetting in the uh, American League? Um, a Rosarina. Uh, Garrett Whitlock's being mentioned, which I don't know. Adelise Garcia, maybe. Yeah, Garcia. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Vaughn, maybe? Uh, maybe if he has a strong month. But th- th- yeah, there's nobody... I don't think there's nobody, there's anybody running away with it. I mean, a Rosie Arena can get hot and get enough stats in there because he's pretty much played the whole year. Um, some of the pitchers could maybe maybe sneak in. I, I, at this point, I don't know if there's, there's enough. Alec Manoa, I don't know if there's enough innings left to sneak in, but he certainly – he could be the best rookie but just doesn't have playing time. Yeah, Manoa's a good call. He, he could be up there. But Caprillion, yeah, 7-4, 7 ERA. Again, the matchup's – at least the first one isn't great, but you love home against Texas. Louis Garcia, too. I'm going to interrupt, but just hit me. Yeah, Louis Garcia is another rookie pitcher to, to, oh, keep, yeah. in that, to keep in that Been discussion. That's a good call. I'm going to give Caprillion a four, I think. I, as am I. All right. Getting these marked in the sheets. Uh, Matt Moore, Aaron Nola. Nola. Man. At Milwaukee, then a home against Colorado. I think I'm going to keep Nola five, although he hasn't been pitching like a five this year. I still think he's probably a five given the matchups. And then Matt Moore is a zero. Yeah, and um, I, I'm with you. And um, can I have Aaron Nola discount next year already? No kidding. Where do you think he's going next year? Like fifth round, sixth round? Oh, good Lord. That would be fantastic. Maybe not um, quite that deep in NFBC, but. Yeah, um, I could see fourth in the NFPC. Oh, I would love that. I don't do as much NFPC as as, as I used to, but oh gosh, in the fourth round, I would be all over Aranola. Now Bryce Wilson, I don't imagine you're going to be all over him anywhere. Um, at least the rest of this season. He, he had that one. You know, where did that come from? Start uh, Detroit and Arizona. Washington are weak lineups, yeah. so he is going to get a two from me, and he is someone that I have on the. If you need, if you're desperate and need two starts, he's there for me. Yeah, he could be a guy if I advance past Greg Jewett this week, just in a points league. I mean, maybe I'll have to consider it's him. Pittsburgh, right? Not Atlanta yeah. anymore. It's, it's a really good pitching park against two fairly weak offenses. Oh, Washington hits the Nationals have hit lefties really well, but uh, two weak offenses in a pitcher's park, Detroit without a DH. So I, yeah, I like Wilson as a two. Now, you said you're buying the Aaron Nola discount. 
Are you buying what discount there's going to be on Blake Snell? Maybe there won't be as much of one given his resurgence, but are you feeling better about Snell? I never, I've never felt good about him. So if anything, it just, and I don't want to say justifies because I'm, yeah, I'm right. It, it, you know, it, it kind of supports my initial thinking, which means I, I'm, I'm kind of where I am. I'm still where I am on him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I'm kind of, I'm feeling more encouraged, certainly, by well, what he's done lately. It wasn't like I didn't dislike him, but if, yeah. he's, if he's a tier two, I have him in tier three. If he's a tier three, I have him in tier four, depending oh, yeah. on how you tier. That's all. I mean, I are you going to give him a four this week? Um, I have actually. This is a five, but I'm going to give him. I have him a five too, but you know what? I'm going to give him a five. I mean, I have to drop him a lot to get him out of the five range. So I don't I can't think imagine a situation where I wouldn't. And the recent, the recent performance aspect of it helps him too. I feel like you say Kikuchi pitches against Houston every damn week. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm looking at his game log. He's made all right. How many how many starts against Houston would you guess he's made this year? Um, let's see. There are 19 games, so that's six series. So they already have a series, so it's probably four or five. Yeah, it's five. I thought he's hit him every series. Yeah, and then he gets them this week, and he's going to hit him in this series. So he's <sighs> he's caught them every he's caught them every series. It's been brutal. It does feel like every time I look ahead, Kikuchi. Gets well, let's, let's make that mental note. We're going to be geniuses when we next year when we are on Kikuchi because his numbers this year were inflated from playing Houston so much. Well, another year of being on Kikuchi. I'm down with that. <laughs> um, at Houston, then it's versus Arizona. I love that second one. So, well, I do hate that he's always running into Houston, and it's in Houston as a lefty against that lineup. I'm still going to give him a four. I'm going to give him a four, too. And we, we mentioned Houston. Um, Brantley and Altuve. I'm trying to – because I took a look at this uh, for a project – yeah, you think Altuve's having such a great year? He's been a bit of a downer, and Brantley yeah. as well. Uh, Alvarez is still crushing it, and you know, Ledman Diaz is 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 an example why um, you, you can't trust streaks because there was no one better, and I think he's over his last eighteen. So you know the way things work out. By the way, with the Mariners, Logan Gilbert's a guy benched in the stake league. I mean, he had a good outing against Houston his last time, but then the prior outing against Houston in Houston, nine earned runs, and he's just been too hit or miss. I think yeah, it's 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 narrative, but it wouldn't surprise me if he hit the old rookie wall. Yeah, he's a guy I expect to be on next year. Yeah, and the the you know the internet internet pitching gurus are on him, so I don't think. I do not think there will be a second half swoon discount on Gilbert. Kevin Gaussman of the Giants, I'm giving a five, even though one of those is in Colorado. Uh, would you agree with that on Gaussman? Yes, and even, even though Colorado is good at home, I still agree with that, yes. And while we've talked about a lot of these other arms in San Francisco, aside from Gaussman, Logan Webb really is a guy who probably hasn't gotten enough pub. I mean, not just on our show, but everywhere didn't he throw another gem last night yeah he's just been unreal so he's got his era down to two five six i think that was during the daytime uh but he played stopper to that you know potential four game sweep at the end of the brewers and 
I mean, his last 39 and third innings, he's got a 114 ERA, 086 whip, 48 to 7K to walk. I think I'm going to put Logan Gilbert in that five range too, even with a. I, to me, yeah, I'm still going to go four. Even, Logan you know, Bowsman's got a little bit of a uh, head start to, to the, the whole course thing. But, you know, four, you know, a four where the course starts pretty darn good. Now, Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals versus the Dodgers versus Cincinnati. Oh, I'm going to give Michaelis a two. I, I kind of hate these matches. I'm going to give him a one. Was it your was it was it your Reds that I'm thinking of the other day? Was it Michaelis and Miley during an afternoon game? I, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Where they each kind of teed off on the other pitcher. Yeah, and um, yeah, Miley gave up like. 12 hits or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and Michaelis, yeah, and Miley got a hit off of Michaelis, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was just, I remember that was one of the afternoon games I was able to watch. No, I'm going to, I got him as a three, but it may go down. I'm going to go, they're both at home, though. I'm going to stay with the three. Okay. There's a little discrepancy there between us. Now, a few weeks ago when I asked you about J-Hab, you just said, nope, no interest. And I was like, really? I tried to make okay. the case, and then you were justified. You've been fully justified because he got clobbered by the Reds in that outing this week. One inning, seven earned runs. I have a feeling I know, you know, basically the range you're going to be in here. I'm going to say probably a one. Myself. I'm at 105, which puts him outside the top, you know, puts him as a zero. But if you, if you know, in the I'm desperate mode, he goes up to a one. But I, you know, look at the rankings. He's like one. Well, right now he's one hundred five. If you're looking at my rankings, you're in my backyard, looking in my window uh, over. Well, you're on the roof behind me, looking over my shoulder. If if you're looking at the rankings now, or you're sh- scaring my screen, I don't know how you're doing it. But um, well, you do a good job not getting caught up in these recent trends. And I know it's you know you say sometimes it's the spreadsheet that the spreadsheets don't get caught up in that. But uh, you do a good job yourself. And uh, yeah, I thankfully didn't end up with that, but I d- was was bidding on him a few weeks ago. Glad well, he was one too, or it may have been that I just wrote an ASPN note about him, where his his um, ERA before the trade was significantly worse than after, but his expected ERAs were almost the same. So it was just you know the difference between AL and NL, and which I actually need to look at. I I, I, I talk about it. And now that we have the DH again, I need to check out the the difference in the Delta and ERAs between the two leagues this year because I, I should know it or I should have looked already out of curiosity, but I haven't. But anyway, um, I'm I'm not I'm not on Hap. I am on Hap. E. And then for Tampa Bay and Texas, no two star pitchers for either of them. I do want to see that Alexi guy. And also, I'm probably going to be riding with Drew Rasmussen next week in the, in the uh, tout head to head. If you're I going to be riding, you're going. <laughs> Hopefully to the championship. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I don't think I'm not going to put too much pressure on Drew Rasmussen to get me there, though. But maybe I'll maybe I'll drop him this weekend, but maybe I'll start him against. No, that Sox got to him the other day, but he's been he he, he knows his role. It's throw as hard as he can for as long as he can, and Cash Kevin Cash will just take him out when he can't do it anymore. So yeah. he's not an opener; he's more of a tandem guy. But he just he just knows you know off you know ninety eight as far as I can up in the zone, and when they're hitting me, he's going to lift me. He projects to have Boston again next week, but 
maybe a depleted Boston lineup, so maybe I'll keep him around in a points league. Uh, for Toronto, Hyunjin Ryu, Steven Matz. Ryu at New York, at Baltimore, kind of tough for a lefty, but I think I'm going to give him a four. And Matt, yeah, he's been a little bit of a dip, but he's still, yeah. you know, obviously still, still a solid pitcher. And Matt's, you know, Matt's has not been that terrible this year. I guess he's just kind of been a blind spot for me because I knew he was having a good start, but then he was struggling quite a bit. Uh, overall numbers, not not too bad. Whips a little high, but I think I'm going to give Matt's a two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go all Ja Hap on him. I don't love Stephen Matz myself either, but I'm not going to go all Ja Hap on him. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with two. Then finally, for the Washington Nationals, who I think I'm going to be able to see in a couple weeks uh, when I visit my brother, which should be fun. Uh, they're pretty torn down, but at least I can see uh, Soto and maybe. Who, by the way, is good again? Oh my God, he's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> you think he, are you taking him number one next year? Probably. I mean, actually, I was thinking a little bit about because I'm looking at my teams, and they're very steals deficient. So I, you know, I, it, it's not, you know, it's it's narrative, it's whatever it might be, but I think you do need. It's nice to get steals out of your top pick if you can. Yeah. And although at this point, you know, with, with, you know, I don't know how many you're, with with Cunha and Betts potentially. Injury, you know, a risk. I'm not sure how many of you know, and even Tatis, depending on what happens in the offseason, there's three of the, you know, 35, 15, 35, 20 guys that are off the top five consideration. Yelich is out of it as well. So it's like it's gonna get harder to get those steals from your first round pick. But um Man, you know, I, I tweeted it the other day, and I kind of mean this. Uh, it, it, depending on how his hip surgery goes, if Betts keeps hitting home runs, I'm not going to get him at number eight or nine anymore. That's true. Maybe, but maybe if you were lucky and he had kind of stayed quiet, he could have. But I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, but finally, Patrick Corbin, Paulo Espino. I think I want to give them both. I think I'm going to give them both twos. Because they both get Pittsburgh in the week at Pitt, and I'd start just about anybody against Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go ones for both. Okay. Because I don't think they're very good pitchers. Not really. Again, I, I do love that matchup against. Uh, and just real quick, um, AL ERA is four point three, and NL is four point one five. So we're kind of where we normally are with a DH and no DH it's there was one year where it actually flipped, but this is the normal Delta between one, you know, point one and point two. So, um, you know, we'll see what's happening. The two sides are talking. We will see what's happening with the CBA, but if there'll be a DH or not, but you know, as of right now, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's September 3rd, but in less than two months, my projections will be out, and it's probably going to have to be with and without the DH because we won't know. Yeah, we will. There's a lot we won't know even in a couple months from now, but keep our fingers crossed, Todd, and we'll review our grades for next yes. week. Two-star pitcher grades, zero to five scale. Max Free to five. Matt Harvey a zero. Alexander Wells a zero. Chris Sale five. Justin Steele, I say two, Todd one. 
Sonny Gray, I say four, Todd five. Aaron Savali, four. Tristan McKenzie, I say four, Todd five. Kyle Freeland, I say one, Todd zero. Chris Bubich, I say two, Todd one. Packy Naughton, apparently a real player, zero. <laughs> Max Scherzer, five. Andre Jackson, one. Edward Cabrera, I say three, Todd four. Bailey Ober, three. Carlos Carrasco, I say two, Todd three. Garrett Cole, five. Jameson Tyone, I say three, Todd four. James Caprillion, four. Aaron Nola, five. Matt Moore, zero. Bryce Wilson, I say one, Todd two. Blake Snell, five. Yusei Kikuchi, four. Kevin Gaussman, five. Logan Webb, five. Todd says four. Miles Michaelis, I say one, Todd three. Jay Happ, I say one, Todd zero. Hyunjin Ryu, four. Steven Matz, two. Patrick Corbin, I say two, Todd one. And then Paulo Espino, I say two, Todd one. Great stuff today, Todd. I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. Uh, anything else on your mind today that you want to mention? Uh, real quick, I kind of alluded to it earlier. If I didn't say enough dumb stuff for you today, you can hear me on the HQ Radio pod this week with Patrick Davitt. And I know I said one really dumb thing on there, probably more as well. Um, he asked me a player that I should that I don't think we should drop yet, and I said Cody Bellinger, and I've regretted it ever since. Um, well, he's been so bad. Is yeah. he a guy you, you see yourself buying in on? Because actually, he's one buy low that I'm, I don't know about. I, I, I am such a conservative player to a fault that I don't know what the discount's going to have to be, but it's going to have to be pretty, pretty steep. I need to do the dive and figure out what's going on. Is he injured? What, 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 what's actually happening? How is, is it against lefties? What pitches, etc. But um, it's going to take a fairly good discount. And I'm going to have to be real comfortable with my first X picks, whatever it is, six or seven, because I don't know that I'm going to be taking Bellinger earlier than that. Yeah, Andrew Simon of MLB, I know I mentioned this to you, but he he had a tweet recently about Bellinger's struggles against pitches 95-plus. And I don't know, I don't want to make too much out of that, but as of earlier in August or early August, he was one for 30, no extra base hits, 19 strikeouts against 95 plus. So we'll have to see. It seems like he's kind of just falling asleep at the plate, but maybe Bellinger can get it going this off season. I do still wonder if his shoulder may be a lingering issue too, but Todd, great stuff. We appreciate it. We appreciate you all listening and hope you'll join us next Friday on the Rotowire fantasy baseball podcast sponsored by WinBet. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.